Welcome to the Native Citizens Podcast, a ministry of Storehouse Community Church in McAllen, Texas. Every Monday, we gather to address the questions and issues aimed at everyday life and ministry in the context of the Rio Grande Valley. All right, guys. Well, good morning. Welcome to the Native Citizens Podcast. Uh, my name is Marco. I'm the pastor here at Storehouse McAllen, and I am joined by two awesome hosts, uh, Jay, who uh, you do a lot of Sunday morning stuff. That's mm-hmm. main, like your main role, right? Yeah. Apart from being a congregant, faithful member, good friend. He leads the safety <laughs> team. Start crying. Like, oh, my gosh. Wonderful brother who's been there for me. And all the hard time. I just want to say publicly how much I appreciate <laughs> So yeah, your main role is on Sunday morning teams, yeah. and then Elsie uh, is our storehouse kids director. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, that's a big deal. It is because at the start of this podcast last year, you were our storehouse intern. Intern, yeah. In 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 fifteen seconds, how would you describe the internship process? Because that's in a way we're kind of going to talk about that today, but. Uh, but that's in, true. Yeah. So in 15 seconds. Wow. There's yeah. a timer. I yeah. There's a timer the because we're probably going to go more in depth into that. And I, I just thought about your experience just wow. now. So in 15 <laughs> seconds. You're welcome. All of it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, All yeah. of that in 15 seconds. Yeah. Up your experience. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll. We'll. It's, it'll. It'll be a, a quick. Uh, what is it? Like a fire firing questions. Was it a good experience? Yes. Was it a challenging experience? Yes. Was it frustrating? At times, yes. <laughs> I actually wanted to talk to you about that. <laughs> this, is We're a, this is perfect. Another meeting about that. After. <laughs> episode three. What episode, episode three? three. <laughs> was it was it fruitful? Yes, for sure. Uh, did it give you any sort of clarity concerning ministry? Yes. Uh, and so, not and doing still, my job <laughs> question mark <laughs> a question mark right, yeah. because ministry yeah, yeah. because it's you're a, working through a lot more stuff now there's more yeah yeah there's yeah. more to it than a lot of people think yeah yeah this is true oh so y'all, <laughs> so, so y'all just don't work on sundays that's not how that works <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a there's another day right yeah <laughs> There's so a, yeah, like an and it was, yeah. right, because it, it became Storehouse Kids and an admin, uh, administration. Yeah, uh, it started turning into that, yeah. Too, so it was yeah. a combination of Because a lot of our admins, other but... other staff are like, organization, what? <laughs> administration, huh? So anyway, we'll get into that in, in, in a bit. Um, man, we hope you guys enjoyed uh, last week's episode on Good Friday, uh, one of the things that we talked about after recording that was how much more we could have talked about other things like the hypostatic union of Christ <laughs> um, and a bunch of other things, which uh, actually lead into some episode ideas for the future. But uh, this morning, we're not going to be talking about that. We're actually talking about something that is being released that we're really excited about, something that's being released this week, uh, which we are calling the Antioch Institute. And so the Antioch Institute is going to serve as our church's equipping arm and uh, or our equipping ministry. And our, our desire behind the Antioch Institute, we could talk about the name in a bit, we're going to talk about the what and the how, but our desire behind the Antioch Institute is to 
mature and multiply disciples of Christ for the work of ministry. And and when it comes to the work of ministry, I'm, I want to be clear, it's not just ministry as a vocation. It's also mm-hmm. how that looks, for instance, in the home, how that looks as a parent, how that looks at your job, how that looks with your employees or when you're out in the community. And so um, it's something that we've been thinking through, working on, uh, for a, a quite a while in, in light of walking out of 2020, not that we're like post pandemic, but we are post 2020 and 2020 revealed, um, some things to us as, as we were working, working these kinks out in terms of where we headed as a church. What is it that God is showing us? How do we respond to what God is revealing to us in light of that? And so in a way with, you know, Jay, you and I have talked about it a little bit, but Elsie, you've been here like on Tuesdays where all our staff team is here and we're going back and forth on it. What have been, and yeah, what have been your general thoughts concerning the Antioch Institute? I think, okay, like you mentioned, like what it is, like the equipping arm. Um, we had been at the whiteboard a couple times through, I think, with 2020 um and and into this new year of just okay how how do we do things well for for the church um with classes or just ministries in general um what seems to still be the like not catching type of right things right um what's not clicking or what's just like it's not working right um right and or so where we do we kind need of rack grow? our brains a bit yeah. of, okay, well, we know we need this, but How do we X, Y, Z is just not, the factors still come up. Sure, sure. And so um, I think that's, that comes to mind yeah. right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that's great. I think, man, let, let's talk a little bit and I'll, I'm going to ask y'all, hey, do you agree, disagree? And so I want you to elaborate on some of these things. Let's talk a little bit about why we thought and prayed about pursuing a formalized version of the equipping ministry. And so to give you a little bit of context, previously our equipping ministry had really just been this this junk drawer ministry mm-hmm. where it was like, hey, that sounds like a really good class. Let's talk about finances mm-hmm. or marriage and relationships or let's talk about certain theological uh, uh, beliefs or, or certain doctrines. And and that was really good, but it was very like shoot from the hip. I think this is good. Why not? We haven't done it reactive more yeah. than proactive. Exactly, right. exactly. And so what we wanted to do coming into 2021 was formalize that in a way that it was better organized and in, in a way that was, I think, better structured for people to participate in. Um, additionally, part of the reason we started uh, praying and thinking through pouring people, time, money, resources into this equipping ministry that we're calling the Antioch Institute was because at the end of 2020, and I think you, Jay, and I, uh, we talked a lot about this in the fall. Toward the end of 2020, we were realizing that um, a part of our church that was that was simply, for lack of a better word, it was just weak, was our theology. Um, and what I mean by theology was uh, is that um, 
our devotion to God's Word, diving deeper into truths, uh, doctrinal truths about God and, and what He has for us in His Word as He has revealed Himself to us in His Word, these are going to be areas that, man, we really need to invest more more time in. Um, and we need to equip people in these areas. We need to train and teach people uh, on why theology matters. But that was that was going to be a challenge, right? And, and, and it was going to be a challenge because you don't just start that immediately because starting a new ministry like the Antioch Institute implies culture change. And culture change takes time. You need to get people on board. It starts with leadership, and you need to get people on board because it's new and it's different. And it's wait, what? How? And then, like in the pandemic, too. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Of all yeah. The times. Yeah. Of all the times, we're like, hey, we should start something <laughs> new. Get people more together. Yeah. <laughs> Gathering. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking Same through room. all that, and so, and so, so, man, let's talk a little bit about the why, and this is really pertaining to our church. And so, so one of the reasons we were talking about, and I want y'all to talk more on this. One of the reasons that we thought the Antioch Institute was necessary was because, as a church, Storehouse McAllen, we were relational. Excuse me, we are relationally heavy and theologically weak thoughts agree disagree go and I want, real quick what i say theologically weak it's not that that's absent it's not that we don't preach um doctrinal truths from mm-hmm. the pulpit it's not that our groups don't go into some theological depth but what i mean by theologically weak is individually I kind of stopped there it was yeah, like, yeah exactly sundays wednesdays go home and we'll see you sunday wednesday again yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah Let's so do the rest of the week and then come back right. to yeah, it. yeah exactly Wait. and so yeah so talk through again agree disagree hey we're relationally heavily heavy theologically we need we need some improvement yeah i think we're great at relationship i think that is a super strength of of storehouse as I got more involved in the church and as I got to know guys better as I'm on Wednesdays or even hanging out with you, like, and I think it's part of the culture in McAllen, like very good getting together, hanging out, loving each other, checking in on each other, that kind of thing. But as it relates to our walk, I think there were pieces missing. And as conversations came up and as uh, issues like uh, last year, the pandemic or, you know, where I'm sitting is like, uh, being a father, being a friend, being a brother, being a, a husband soon, as the men had these conversations, we would fall flat because there was and is a limited amount of things you could say because, quite honestly, we didn't know our Bible well enough. And then you can get lost in the, okay, well, that was uh, that is where we stop. And it, it, it can't be, I think, uh, a thing where, right, well, just let's just ask Marco. Like, you, you have to know your Bible. <laughs> like, as a man who's going to lead his family, as a man who's going to lead his children, his friends, he's going to evangelize in the community, as we're called out, we can't, and I'm speaking mostly about the men because that's my experience, we can't be just consumers. And I, I know you've talked about that from the pulpit. The big, the big, one of the biggest holes is like, hey, guys, you don't know your Bible. I don't know my Bible. We don't know our Bible. And if the church is the equipping arm, 
it's going to suffer because of the members, the church, the mm-hmm. people don't know what they're doing. It can't be Marco putting on classes and one other Nathaniel or, or just else. Like there can't be the three of you. Like, yeah. We're a bigger church than that. So I think uh, it's a very necessary push to dive deeper relationships. You guys are great, but it's lacking discipleship. It's lacking uh, intentional guidance based on scripture. Mm-hmm. I can admonish you all day and love you well and give you food. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we have these bigger scriptural theological questions or problems, issues in our life. Where are we pointing? It lacked, it lacked, and it is lacking, not because, oh, the church is not doing their job. Truth is being preached from the pulpit. Gospel is being preached from the pulpit, but the follow-through of the members, and I'm talking about me, mm-hmm. um, is it's puny. It's Don't <laughs> say you don't have enough time. Don't say, right, the truth is right. that you do, and you should be as a Christian, steeped in the only thing that's going to provide you that hope, which is the Bible. Yeah. And we often get caught in the relational aspect, which we do great. UFC fights and all that. (laughs) But where is the brotherhood, the sisterhood, the love for each other that Christ has given us that we should be giving? Like we are, we're missing it. Right. Yeah. There's that, certainly there's that relational love. There's that brotherly affection. Right. Right. I think uh, in, Peter says it in his second epistle, right? He, he says, um, man, let your, your, your supplement your faith with virtue, virtue with knowledge, knowledge with love, love with brotherly affection. He lists all these essentially su- supplements. And, and I think when we think about our church's dynamic, it's like, yeah, got it. Love, sweet brotherly affection. <laughs> I could do it all day, bro. And it's like, hey, supplement that with knowledge, like the knowledge of Christ so that your heart and your love for him would grow. It's like, wait, what? Right. And so, yeah. How are we contending or defending the gospel in right. those moments? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that for men, anyway, the contend is, I'm just going to be honest, it's weak. That's weak. Like, yeah. It should be, <laughs> it should be a lot more out there right. leading from the front. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. good. Yeah. What about you, Elsie? Um, for me... And I might have to have you, sorry, can you repeat the question so I hear it? Yeah, the, the question The <laughs> question is, man, do you agree, do you disagree right. that we're relationally, relationally heavy, heavy, theologically, we need some improvement? Some improvement, yes, okay. Yeah, I think what was, and still um, has been like a tendency, um, and this is me speaking for myself, though several of the ladies have, have shared this, of of compartmentalizing um relationships what they learn in scripture their you know everyday life work family kids just all the things are around and so it's like either being always on the go and having to tackle one thing after another and so having theological foundation for doing those things it was, there was like this rift, this like, like joint on joint, nothing was holding together. Mm-hmm. And so that bled into either for um, myself, if it was more um, battling with depression, anxiety, and really being frustrated by like, God, I believe you, why is it this still, this type of season, or why is it mm-hmm. still not, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Like you're still here. I don't get it. Yeah. And so like walking through that, 
um, or hearing families uh, from families like that. Um, we we want to be more program heavy, but we don't have time for relationships. Or it's mm-hmm. we'll do all the relationships, but we cut off on on talking about more scripture because honestly, I don't want to offend or mm-hmm. go deeper than that. Yeah. Um, and so like our hearts are only open for so much or yeah. for so long and we're not, um, but all that pointing back to like our relationship with God, like how yeah. open are, are our hands to receive from the Lord and also lay down everything we are yeah. before him. I think that that was a bigger revelation for, for me. And um, I think last year going through remembering or being reminded of the amazing relationships God has blessed me with um, that are still active, like you all here, um, and those in storehouse and whatnot, um, and reminding the reminder of God's love for me mm-hmm. and what how deep that is and what that yeah. entails and what that implies. And so that being the fuel for love for his word mm-hmm. and where that was that was kind of skimped off, you yeah, know, and, yeah. you know, amidst everything that went on 2020 and before that, you know, mm-hmm. just the recovery of all the things. And so, yeah, I think facing those challenges, um, it, a lot of things we've reacted, I reacted to a lot of stuff or a right. lot of things and, and not going straight to scripture right. and not that I didn't go to God or go to help and, and whatnot. But it was like, no, I, all the more reason to go back to the scripture, all the more yeah. reason to know what does the word say. And so, um, yeah, I would agree um, on that to that extent. Right. Yeah. And to follow what she's saying, like 2020 revealed, and we've talked about this a lot of times, all of us have our idols. Our 2020 didn't give us a lot of options as far as where do we do and where do we go now that we're stuck or that we're afraid, that we're anxious, that we're depressed, that we have work and life and these transitions that we've never had to face before and we're still in it I and mean, it's not like we're out of the pandemic but it forced us to think about what do we lean in on when these things happen and i think it wasn't that christ was sufficient i mm-hmm. think we watched a lot of tv i think we've been watched this or we got into that or you can go back into uh your old habits i know this is getting off topic a little bit but if we were more not less relation, but more theologically sound, more steeped in our Bible, we would know where that hope is still found, mm-hmm. even in crisis, even in circumstance. Because the truth is, this year or past year is going to be the pandemic. And in six months or three months, it could be something new. Mm-hmm. But the necessity for us to be in the Word and the church come alongside and saying, hey, we're the at the forefront of equipping you to be there well, uh, I think it's a necessary thing for us. And although it seemed bad 2020, it seemed like it was just a kick in the butt constantly, I think it allows for, reveals some stuff to us, allows us to grow and storehouse and you all's desire to want to be at the forefront of like, yes, I I realize these things and we're going to move forward equipping you, but there's also an onus on us to get up and get moving. Yeah. Like we can only, you can preach all day, you can give all the classes, you can do all the things. Yeah. um, But as God moves in their hearts and our hearts to, okay, now we're equipped. And now we need to go out and yeah. and evangelize and love people well, uh, not just stay to stay shallow in those areas. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I I agree. It's 
especially when it came to 2020 and idols being revealed in addition to 2020 really putting at the forefront that, hey, what you believe has implications. Mm -hmm. And so that was, um, that's a really good problem. And I think the challenge to that problem was seeing individuals not knowing how to either reconcile that or how to move forward from that. And generally, generally speaking, not knowing how to reconcile that because Bibles have been closed. Or on the other end, Bibles were really open, and so they had these really profound doctrinal truths, but were incapable of actually living them out um, because perhaps the idol was, was theology, right? And so in light, of, in, in light of where we were or where we've been, yeah, I think relationally speaking, I agree with what you guys are saying. Relationally speaking, we were really dense. We really pushed that. It's certainly a cultural value here in the, in the Valley. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's one that we've adopted, and it's one that is a part of our church culture and dynamic. Um, in fact, I think one of the great things about being relationally heavy, or one of the pros, was that I think that's what really helped us get through 2020. It was how relationally connected the church was, and I think that's fruit. Uh, certainly of, of, man, the Spirit of God working in and through his people. And when things got really difficult, when things got discouraging, there was, you said it, there's like like bone on bone, where mm-hmm. there's this rub where, man, how do I live out what I believe because I've just realized what I believe is something contrary to the teachings of Scripture, so I need to, I need to dive back into that. And so I think as 2020 was coming to a close, the the big push towards us having like men and uh, these these smaller gatherings of men and women, it was, hey, theology matters. Like what you believe matters because it has implications. And we've all walked through this year, so none of us are unaware of what our propensity can be or what our idols have been. And so theology matters. Um, in addition to that, I was reminded of uh, this quote by by Herman Bavnik, and and Bavnik is a wonderful theologian. I love I love his stuff. But nevertheless, he says God is known in proportion to the extent that He is loved. And so, if your love for God is fairly shallow, right, or if your your knowledge of God is fairly shallow, you can expect your love for Him to be equally shallow. shallow. And the deeper you you dive into scripture or the deeper you get to know God, the deeper your love for him grows, the deeper your desire for him grows because you want to know him. And in knowing him, similar to what you were talking about, Elsie, that has implications for how you live. And so going back to the Antioch Institute, that was that was kind of or has been the big the big push, right? When we want you to know God deeply so that you would not only love him deeply, but walk in him uh, in, in your daily life, right? Um, the second thing that we talked about with and the Antioch Institute, and we've actually already touched on it, it was, yeah, we were relationally heavy, therefore we need to press theological development for, for our church in a variety of avenues. The problem with that, not just a, it's not just a Storehouse McKellen thing, but the problem with that is that some churches have a propensity to swing the pendulum to the other side. Like, man, we're so relationally dense and heavy that we almost ignore and neglect that to go over to the other side and the pendulum swings. 
and okay, we're going to be primarily about doctrine, and we're going to teach theological classes, and I think that's good, and it's necessary, um, and it's absolutely the church's role to equip the people of God in those. And there is a danger of swinging to the other side. Um, would you agree, disagree with that danger? I mean, yes, it's possible. Right. Right. It's it's possible. With yeah. us, just I'm speaking about storehouse, what I've seen, um, I think being doctrinally heavy and theologically heavy for a season isn't a bad thing because you can rely on the relational aspect of our church to hold and it may be to even strengthen the fact that, okay, these relationships have been formed and now we're coupling that with now you're theologically sound and you're equipped. So take your relationships, apply your theology and go and make disciples of Christ, mm -hmm. go and love people well, host people in your homes, get together with lunch because we do that really, really well still. Yeah. Um, I think if it went for too long and we were neglecting the get the gathering parts of those things where we would neglect uh, hanging out more with a purpose, I think it definitely could mm -hmm. make it suffer. I just don't know. I think we're I think we're pretty great at relationships here. Yeah, um, I, I definitely think right. being good at relationships is what's going to keep us balanced, right. right? And I think I think that's why there certainly needs to be wisdom, discernment, and responsibility as we kind of launch the Antioch Institute. Because again, with many churches, the the temptation or the propensity could be, oh my gosh, this is, we are great, we're relationally heavy. It's not it's not bad, but it's not good either because we're weak in these areas. So let's go this way. And so what ends up, what can end up happening is that uh, some churches, and I hope we don't do this, <laughs> uh, but some churches will neglect these smaller gatherings of community relationship and friendships and press a greater if not a similar emphasis on theological development to where you're developing the mind, you're challenging the will, uh, but hearts aren't necessarily being changed. And so knowledge is increasing, and that's really good. That is needed. Um, what, could happen, what can happen is, and we've seen it in individuals, is not only does knowledge increase, but knowledge begins to puff people up. Right? And so so I think, I think yes, it, making sure we keep a balance because as knowledge puffs up, you got that other, that other individual on the other side, like check your heart, bro. Like <laughs> you know, squashing their, 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 their conceitedness. I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I, and strangely, I don't know if you agree with this, but, uh, or both of you, if there was like even just a time too, where we needed to receive that relational base foundation. Yes. Because of what the gospel is. Yeah. And there was like this time like everyone needed to like yeah. have that hammered um, because we were like caught up in legalism or like we were honed in still on our sin, you know, just yeah. all the things because we were on so many different tangents and we yeah. had to come back to the foundation of like God is relational and yes. he has purposed us to be in relationship with him. And and that took some time. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I, I mean, know, considering the replant. And especially with yeah. the replant. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, I know me experiencing that too and a couple of friends walking through um yeah really difficult things 
remembering, but, but God's, I'm in a relationship with him. Like I need to remember that. And out of that flow, like I remember tech, like you and Rebecca, like constantly reminding me, like God has called you since the beginning of time, the foundations of the world, like he yeah, loves yeah, yeah. you, know, it's just yeah, all of that. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, it's ebbing into the continuation of our mm-hmm. lives and our sanctification. Yeah. What are like things like spiritual disciplines? Are we actively right. practicing those? And where are they in scripture? Like just knowing yeah. the why and what it looks like as Jesus walked, as apostles later preached and and uh, preached, taught, um, and other people who planted churches and just encouraging mm-hmm. um, their communities and pointing them all to Jesus and what uh, Jesus had done. Yeah. Um, the, the true gospel yeah. instead of false gospels. And so that the workings of that and yeah. all being for maturing it for the glory of God. Um, I think that's where I was going with that. Sorry. Yeah, no, I followed you. No, no, you're <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. I do think, I do believe that particularly at the start of, of us replanting, uh, our congregation in this church to what is now storehouse McAllen. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a necessary season of, um, growing relationally healthy mm-hmm. because, and, and this might be a podcast for another day, but in, in a replant, not only is the direction or vision changing and being revitalized in a church, but you're also doing that in the middle of changing the culture with people who have been with you for a couple of years, people who just got there, and new people who are about to only know what is Storehouse McAllen and not necessarily the history. Um, and and so that's a big challenge. And so I I, I think the first, we're, we're going to be, what, four years old this June. Mm-hmm. And so um, the first two years, it was this um, emphasis on relational health, discipling one another in the context of community the fruit of that i think was what we saw in 2020 like people uh discipling and caring and loving for one another because of how relationally saturated we are and so so to be clear that's not a bad thing that's actually a really really good thing and in addition to that it's not that theology was absent in the lives of of our congregation um but i think you said something really good but the maturity of our theology needed to grow. It needs to be challenged and pushed so that we would grow in a different way as we are being sanctified. Um, and so, yeah, to back to your, to your original question, was it necessary? Yeah, it was absolutely necessary, particularly when we replanted. We had to spend a season growing relationally for the purpose of getting healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think 2020 for much of that fruit for us. So we got to see that. And now as we come into 2021, or as we have come into 2021, realizing, okay, the next step in our maturity isn't so much, that's why I didn't want to say theologically weak or absent. So the next step in our maturity or sanctification isn't just that, um, isn't that, that theological matters are absent. It's that we need to mature in these areas by actually being challenged in ways that are that are new to mm-hmm. many in our congregation, maybe not all, but many in our congregation for sure. Yeah. yeah. I had a, f- a family member uh, recently uh, talk to us about 
like this shift in um, a church uh, that he that he might be at uh, soon. He might switch. Uh, he might be the lead pastor there. But knowing that that community, the area, and getting the information and whatnot, um, talking with them more, seeing their their um, you know imbalances too. Like mm-hmm. we're predominantly this, uh, you know X Y Z, but our community is this. It's quite opposite, and we know, you know, you might be the missing link to like help us connect mm-hmm. what's dying off, what's not working anymore, or you know, to lead us forward. Just kind of those yeah. things of like, where are we? Maybe we're theologically like heavy, but relationally, we're not. We're not getting that community. We're not getting that like clicking with what else is growing in that community in the yeah. area, and we need help with that. And yeah. so that. It's everywhere, you know, it's either yeah, yeah, the other some other things too. And it's yeah, just 2020 really forced us to here. think through those things like, hey, man, mm-hmm. where, where are we missing? What do we need to dive into? And again, this might be another podcast, mm-hmm. but like even missionally speaking, coming up with these like three pillars, these three foundations of, hey, how we want to get involved in some of these areas in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, so 2020 really revealed a lot of things for many churches that right. I think are, are really good. On top of that, I think the third reason as to why we wanted to move forward with the Antioch Institute was a conviction, one that we've had, but again, now it's just, it's, it's either maturing or just a formalized version of what we've preached. And, and that is, that the church is the central hub for discipleship and formation and development. And I think when it comes to particularly discipleship in the context of community, I think by God's grace, that's something that Storhouse McAllen has done well. And there's a lot of fruit in that, whether it's through missional communities or discipleship groups or just a variety of relationships that we see going on. I think that's been wonderful. And in addition to that, the church is the hub for formation and development. Um, the Apostle Paul tells uh, the church in, in, in Ephesus, right? He says, uh, for God gave some to be apostles, priests, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, so that they would equip the saints for the work of ministry. And so what he's saying there is, hey, hey there's a couple of things happening. The church is going to be central to the development and formation of the saints. And number two, when we go to, when we go back to Ephesians three, Paul says that, that Christ has chosen to reveal himself through the church. And so the church is, is central to development and formation, not just in our minds, but in the way we live, right? Because, um, man, we want Christ to be known and we want to be known, right? Like, so that, that's, that's the whole uh, the whole purpose. It's not just so that our minds would be filled with knowledge, but it is so that that knowledge would actually impact how we live. Um, here's something that Kevin Van Hooser says. The purpose of doctrine, the purpose of doctrine is to ensure that those who bear Christ's name walk in Christ's way. And so again, the, the idea here is that we want to educate, develop um, our congregation in, in, in their theology so that they would either continue walking uh, as they have been with Christ or so that their walk would mature so that they themselves would be sanctified. 
so that as they know Christ more, they would obey more. And as they obey more, they know Christ more. And as they know Christ more, they obey more. So it is this this means by which uh, the church is being sanctified through development and formation and uh, uh, and discipleship. And so, yeah, so I think those are some of the, the, the main reasons as to why we started thinking, hey, we need to put time, money, people, resources into a formalized equipping arm in our church, right? We, we have these other things. And I think the other thing that happens is um, one of the ways in which we found that we're not going to be swinging so hard to the other side of like theological development, right? Like, mm-hmm. in other words, we're not going to, community isn't going to be absent. It was when actually both of you walked through the, the trial that was doxa. And you can go back on some of our previous episodes to hear their reflections on that. But the idea behind doxa was to see not only if you can um, walk through some of the vigors of theological development, but could you also create community in the context of, of, uh, of a class, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, and seeing how close everyone got and how everyone interacted within the setting of a, of a class um, helped really affirm a couple of things for me. Like, if you're in a group, right, like a missional community, and you wonder, oh, man, I really want to do this class, but I can't do both. We want to be able to to support people in our congregation and say, hey, you can step away from your group for a season and join this class, and you're actually going to form community in this class. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to be in the context of whatever, some theological class. It's going to be in the context of a Bible study, but you're actually going to get community here as mm-hmm. well. And so making that part of the experience of, of equipping the saints I think is vital um, as we move forward. Hey guys, we hope that you are enjoying this episode of the Antioch Institute uh, with the Native Citizens. As you can tell, we love talking about what God is doing in the life of our church. Uh, What we're going to do is pause our time here. Uh, We're going to see you next week with the second half of our conversation centered around the Antioch Institute. Hope you guys enjoy it then.